The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Flack. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Flack. Good morning, I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. And we love to emphasize enhancing the bond between pets and their people. You know, Dr. Fleck, I got a story for you and I found this on Reddit. And I I really just had to share it with you. So imagine... Because I think a lot of people feel the same way. Accepting an invitation by a new love interest for a home-cooked meal and a movie can be a great way to know if your relationship is headed in the right direction. But can you imagine a gal's surprise when her boyfriend spends hours in the kitchen cooking steak, eggs, potatoes, and baby corn only to feed it to his dogs? Really? I'm sure you want to know what he served her. What did he serve her? He served her pizza full well knowing that she could not have any red sauce. When she reminded him, he put up a fuss and he wouldn't give her anything else to eat. So you know what she did? What did she She walked out. And then a few days later, he called her saying he couldn't believe... She, he couldn't believe her that she made him feel so bad that he spent so much time making a nutritious meal for his dogs. And then he said, well, I only put a little red sauce on the pizza. <laughs> well, what makes it worse is to top it off. Her friends told her that she was just jealous of the dogs. So what do you think, Dr. Fleck? Exit both the potential new boyfriend and the friend. I agree with you 100%. I can't imagine if someone spent all that time making a meal and threw pizza on a plate, I'd be like, are you serious? Bye. I got to go to Capitol Grill or I got to go to a restaurant and get in a big steak. And no, you cannot come. What, what took you so long to leave? I know, really. I mean, I would have been like, you know, can I help you set the table? And she, why didn't she go in the kitchen and offer help? Maybe, and then he, she, maybe he denied her kitchen privileges. Well, I'm sure she's going to get a den, a lot, denied a lot more if she sticks around with him. <laughs> and now, let's get on with the show. So this week, we're going to talk about a pet cafe in United Arab Emirates. A litter box that cat lovers gotta have. And the Queen's Corgis. And in segment one, joining us this morning is Tim Hertzner, the president of a charity that deploys a sea of fur, also known as Lutheran Church Charities Canine Comfort Dogs, to areas struck by crisis or natural disaster. Good morning, Tim. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. You know, it's always so good to see him, but it's always under unfortunate circumstances. Unfortunate circumstances, yes. And we uh, do appreciate you taking the time out to, to join us. Um, we know that you're presently in Yulvaldi, 
helping uh, that Texas community um, struck by tragedy in which a shooter ultimately took the lives of 19 children and two adults. You know, it's so hard to believe that this shooting marks the 27th school shooting of the year, according to Educational Week. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's a different world we're living in in the last two years as actually upped our crisis responses. Uh, uh, we used to get like three a week and now it's like three a day. So wow. it, uh, uh, a lot of hurting people out there, a lot of mentally ill people out there and just some misinformed people. Well, just before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization? Well, Luther Church Charities is a ministry. And uh, we do crisis and disaster response and human care ministry. Our, our uh, mission is to share the mercy, compassion, presence, and proclamation of Jesus Christ to those who suffer and are in need. We never charge those we serve. Uh, we only go where we're invited. And we never proselytize, which means we don't hand out tracts or Bibles. We're there to be present for people when they're suffering and in need. Well, you know, I was, I was going to ask him, so how are the, the dog teams, the leaders in the dog chosen for LCC canine comfort dog teams? Well, we, we place, we only place dogs in churches, schools, or universities. And, and uh, all of our dogs are handled by multiple handlers. That makes us unique for many other groups. We, with the church, school, or university, uh, we have to accept them requesting a dog. We don't just place them because they want one. They have to agree to uh, our standards and to use a dog for outreach into the community and be able to travel. We pick uh, and select who the top dog is, who the caregivers are going to be, and who the handlers and ministry helpers are going to be. And we train all of them uh, to do the ministry. Then we uh, work with them and continue to work with them to make sure they maintain the behavior of the dog that we train and place with them. It takes about two years to train a dog and we start when they're eight weeks old. So the standard of what we do is very critical to us uh, and that they maintain that standard as they go out. So our dogs have to work with all age groups, uh, all types of people, all situations, all kinds of noises around because we do uh, many military funerals. Uh, we have especially ministries with a police ministry. So we have active and retired police officers that are handlers, which is very important because police are very much in need right now. And so are military and others, you know, they talk about 22 suicides a day with the military. That number is about the same with police. It's just not recorded. Uh, so we, we, Spent a lot of time working with police departments, 911 centers, coroner's offices. So we're there to serve those who serve also. So uh, that, that uh, allows us to 
give the biggest impact into a community to help a community that's in a crisis? You know, it, it's we're we've covered so many tragedies with you over the years. And Dr. Fleck and I are always amazed how your organization moves so fast to help communities in need. How do you do it? Well, you know, I have a staff that uh, as when I hire them, I said, you're it's like being a nurse. You could be a nurse in a doctor's office, a nurse in a hospital or a nurse in an ER room. We're an ER room. We don't know what's going to come through the door. We don't know when it's going to come through the door. But when it does, you have to deal with it and deal with it right away. So it helps having good staff that is there. Plus our teams. We have uh, people, a lot of people that stay back in deployments to do all the arrangements. Uh, Hotels, transportation, and connection with the police departments and the places that, that... Uh, may want our uh, services. So it's a combination of strong teams uh, that uh, that can do it and the right type of people that are willing to, on a heartbeat, leave (laughs) and deploy out. So when you have multiple handlers with our comfort dogs, that helps also. So uh, it's a and we've done so many of them, we keep getting better and, and <laughs> learn new ways of doing it. What threw us, though, was uh, two years ago when the federal government said uh, only dogs that are service animals for somebody that has a physical handicap can fly. Uh, that really uh, took a thing because we'd fly our dogs. And so now it's all driving. So that many times means getting up, driving through the night, having people that just do driving uh, to get where we're supposed to be. But we're in 28 states now, 130 plus dogs. So it's a little bit easier uh, to get around, but it's still it's a challenge. We have a few people and always looking for people that have private planes that will fly as needed uh, into some of the areas that we need to go into, that, that we're invited into. Sounds to me as though legislation needs to be adjusted to meet sure. these particular needs. Absolutely. We would be delighted to help you on that, too. I would love it. <laughs> we, You know, we, we always pay for our own people. We don't ask for free transportation but united used to always allow our dogs to fly in the plane with us uh and and we train them we actually have (laughs) airline seats and their training facilities so that the dogs learn how to be there and nobody actually even knows that they're on the plane we get on before other people do and we get off afterwards so we don't create a ruckus and we get seats that are close to the window so our dogs are well behaved, <laughs> but uh, but I can understand with people flying animals that uh, are not always well behaved. Hold that thought. We're going to take a hard commercial break and be back with Tim Hetzner, the president of the Lutheran Church 
Charity's canine comfort dogs a little later in the show. He's going to review the situation in Uvalde, Texas, and talk about his canine teams are helping comfort a devastated community. You're going to want to stick around with me because a little later in the show, I'm talking about the Queen's Platinum Jubilee and how Corgi merchandise is a big seller, as well as how these little dogs could be a health hazard for not only the Queen, but other elderly individuals. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at at thepetbuzz.com. Know what? What? Since I got adopted, I've learned a lot about these humans. Uh, I know. I mean, check out these two. It's Flirt City over here. Yeah, I noticed that. It looks like my human is definitely into your human. Oh, look. I think she's getting his number. Nice. Your human's got some sweet moves. Takes after his dog. <laughs> oh, look, they're doing that thing where they put their arms around each other. She kicked up a leg. It's like in the movies. That's awesome. Looks like we're going to be hanging out a little bit more. Ever pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Tever Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. Tever Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz this morning. The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited. <laughs> you ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Well, whether you've been to the UK or not, you know Queen Elizabeth II's favorite dog breed is the Pembroke Welsh Corgi. These short-legged dogs are among the most agreeable of all small house dogs. The Corgi is a strong, athletic, and lively little herder who is affectionate and competitive companionable without really being needy. Well, as the nation is celebrating the Platinum Jubilee, a recognition of her 70th year on the throne, you know, she is the longest reigning British monarch for for any monarch that has ever existed. So retailers across the country are actually cashing in on the public's love for corgis in the UK with dog-themed merchandise. Well, additionally, dogs appearing all over the place in advertisements for Rover. Uh, dogs are featured in the hits. The dogs that are featured in the hit series on Netflix, The Crown, are actually starring in a campaign for Campari. But with all this fervor, safety experts are warning pet owners like the queen ahead of her uh, platinum jubilee that small pets can increase the fall risk among frail older adults. So for older adults like the queen, there's a few mobility issues. We know recently that she wasn't able to attend a ceremony because she had some mobility issues. 
So it's just important to remember that pets can increase the risk of falls by blocking your path, running under your feet, or moving items around the house and causing trip and fall hazards. Think about food and water bowls, right? So even if you're a senior or not a senior, you need to be careful with dogs for pet owners of any age. That's absolutely correct, especially when they're smaller dogs. Yeah, when they're smaller dogs and, and, and playful. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. And now it's time for Flex Facts. Oh. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, man. You want answers! I want the truth! So, Dr. Fleck, what are we talking about today? I'm going to answer some questions from our listeners. Read one for me. Okay. <clears throat> so this is from Megan from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and she she writes, Dr. Fleck, I'm struggling financially to afford flea and tick medication. Do I have to buy it from my vet to be effective? This is from Kalamazoo, Michigan, WKZO, yeah. Yeah. one of our affiliates. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, th this is a tough question to answer because in recommending flea and, and tick control products, we as veterinarians want to offer something that's both safe and effective and very effective. So we know that the medications that we offer through our practices will do just that. We know a lot of the medications for flea and tick preventatives that are on the general market aren't as effective. So as I answer this question, there are some traditional flea and tick products that have been used in the past that are still reasonably effective, but they're and they're less expensive. That's why you're going to the pet shops to do it. So what I would suggest is if you are very limited in your funds, yes, you can try one of the products that's that's less of that not purchased from a vet. If it is ineffective within the first week or two weeks, then you know you have to get the the flea and tick product from the veterinarian. I think that's great advice, but I would also recommend that she read some reviews because even if she spies a small amount of flea and tick products, it's still going to be three or six in a package. So that's still going to cost her some money. So look at reviews, learn about the ingredients so you can educate yourself and also ask your veterinarian if maybe you could try one of the products to see if it's effective just, and what you he want. He can just ask, she can just ask him to maybe recommend something and she can also shop with coupons, correct? Yes. Yeah, especially at the veterinary office. Sure. Okay. So this actually next question is Dr. Fleck. I've seen a lot of snakes in my backyard and I'm worried for my dogs and my cats. They're really curious creatures. What should I do if they get bit? I want to be prepared. That's from John in Roanoke, Virginia. Well, you know how much I despise snakes. So visiting this listener in Roanoke, Virginia would be difficult for me to do unless he wants to come to the studio. But if he's seeing snakes in the backyard, there is a strong possibility that his pet can be bitten by a snake when going outside to do his duty. So if his pet 
is bitten by a snake. The first thing he must do is call the veterinary office and attempt to get into the veterinarian immediately. If unable to get into his veterinarian immediately, he should call the ER, the veterinary ER services. See if he can identify what that snake is. Be able to describe it, in other words. Because if it's a poisonous snake, will require a poisonous snake antidote. And most veterinary hospitals don't carry that, but the ERs do. So if it's a poisonous snake, you'll immediately want to go to the ER rather than to your own veterinarian. So I think it would be a great suggestion to make sure you have those numbers in your phone or in a place that you can find them if there's an emergency. And have your iPhone ready if you can to get a picture of that snake. That would be helpful. Great. Okay, here's another question. It's from Portland, Tennessee. Doc Mike, I just got a French bulldog. I spent so much money for him. Does he really need to be microchipped? This was in Portland, Tennessee. One of our affiliates. Yeah. I'll be there. Okay, great. Um, French bulldog? Oh my gosh. Probably one of the most popular, if not the most popular trend dogs in the and one of the most expensive dogs becoming more and more expensive every day should it be microchipped absolutely it should be identified with a microchip try to have that done as soon as it's possible with your pet if you have a puppy of course try to make sure that it's done by your own veterinarian or at a veterinarian that carries a microchip capability usually all these shelters carry the capabilities of microchip or you can go to a microchip clinic they usually have them on the weekend or you can buy the microchip online and take it to your veterinarian wow i didn't even know that but the most important thing is once you do have the microchip you want to make sure with the microchip registry absolutely that you keep your cell phone and your information current that can be a question if if your dog gets loose or gets out of your house or just, you know, goes missing, that you can get him back. Keeping it current is a key phrase that you just said. Great. Well, we're going to take a commercial break, and we're going to be back with the I Likey of the Week. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another product. Proud partner of the Pet Buzz. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. So, your dog has stinky breath, and as much as you would like to brush your pet's teeth to freshen their breath and care for their mouth, it can really be a pain. Let's face it, they squirm, they try to get away, and they gag on the pet toothbrush. Wouldn't you like an easier solution? Well, Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel is the answer to hassle-free canine mouth care. Use the Twist and Lick once a week. 
All your dog has to do is lick the chicken flavored ingredients right off the top of the product container. Featuring prolonged technology, the active ingredients are time-released to combat tartar and plaque, fresh in breath and whitened teeth. To provide your pooch with a healthier mouth and you with an easier dental care session, Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. Meow, cat lovers, my I like you of the week focuses on the great litter box, which provides easy access for cats of all ages and abilities, while also including a dividing interior wall deterring dogs from accessing the litter area. Designed with high, seamless walls, you don't have to worry about aggressive litter flinging or urine leaks. If you are tired of feeling like you're constantly cleaning up litter in your home, the great litter box is the one for you. The grate captures litter as your cat exits and the removable tray under the grate allows you to recycle collected litter back into the box. Sounds cool to me. Where can uh, where can we learn more about that? Well, Dr. Fleck, you can learn more at thegreatlitterbox.com. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. So Dr. Fleck and I have resumed our conversation with Tim Hetzner, president of the Lutheran Church Charities Canine Comfort Dogs, and about how his organization is helping the Uvalde community down in Texas. You had a question, Dr. Fleck. How many canine comfort dog teams do you have in Texas, and where are the teams located in the community? Our first realm of dogs that came in right away were eight dogs, and they came from uh, Texas, Colorado, Oklahoma. Uh, Our second realm of dogs that arrived today to relieve the first realm that go home are coming in from Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma. Uh, So it's a whole new group of handlers and of dogs uh, that come in with a different wave. We try not to keep our dogs in a situation of a crisis like this for more than one week uh, to give you know, the people emotional, they need, they need time to regroup, and also the dogs. The dogs pick up the emotions of those that pet them, so they need a couple days to kind of de-chill also. You started to touch upon it, but, and I know that you changed the dogs out, but I guess this one, like you said, it were kind of, it's kind of like Sandy Hook. Um, but does it, is it hard? Is it hard for your folks? I mean, I would think it would have to be. That's a big yes. We debrief every night. Uh, we have a counselor that each of them can call if they choose to, uh, because it's important for them to talk about what they've heard 
in the scene that day. We have found we have to do that. And sometimes we we have somebody that we say, why don't you take the next day off just for you to, because it can hit a trigger that emotionally uh, puts them over. And we're there to listen and to serve others. So we have to watch our own emotional uh, health. It's... It just happens. It's it's it it is hard, um, but it's rewarding because it's part of the healing process for the people, and that's what's key to be there, listen. If they ask, we pray, uh, and to give them a stuffed dog, <laughs> which we give a lot of stuffed dogs out free to people, uh, particularly children, so they can carry them, but adults too. <laughs> so can you, can you talk about the situation in Uvalde? Describe it a little bit. Well, you know, each situation is unique, you know, from Sandy Hook to, well, all the different school shootings we've been in. This is a smaller town, uh, more rural, uh, wonderful people in the town, a little bit different than, say, Buffalo, uh, New York. But given that children are involved, uh, makes it extremely harder for the people of that town uh, to cope with this, to be very honest. You don't think of children having to have to deal with this, which... uh, I wish they didn't. Uh, it's it's traumatizing to them. Uh, in Texas, there's anger, there's there's hurt, uh, there's shock, there's all the emotions that actually at one point or another with people in a crisis surface. Now this week, going into the mode of uh, funerals, which brings up a whole another uh, set of emotions and people coming in that knew them. Um, It's heartbreaking. Just no other way of saying it. And for people that, for us that have done this, the emotions from previous shootings in different locations all come together. I can't tell you how many calls I've had from people from Sandy Hook, uh, and talking about how this just brings right back up their situation, uh, what they went through. You know, one of them was a high school student at the time that actually interviewed me with the American Kennel Association. So uh, she shared a lot about uh, her reliving the experience. The remaining children also to see how they respond. We do the hearts of mercy and compassion that crosses for losses. So it gives children and adults a chance to write a note on on a heart that's going to go to the family that lost someone, but it helps them process their emotion. Children are pretty resilient, but still you were there. And, uh, it's going to be very hard if they have to go back into that room. You know, Sandy Hook, they tore down the building. 
they relocated and built another building because of the memory of this. So it's emotional. It's changing to a community. It will never be the same. It will be a new normal that they have to live with. And we'll continue to serve that community as, as invited to, to help them in that process. So year anniversary can be a, a key six month anniversary. You know, it's funny. I know when you were in Orlando, you were there for a fairly long time. I suspect you all will be in Uvalde for a while just because there's so other than this issue there's so many side issues political issues that have kind of kind of become a tornado in their own right so i suspect you'll probably be there for the next three or four weeks maybe even longer excuse me we stay out of all political issues on gun control we stay out of all that we we don't even we don't even acknowledge if somebody asks us our view um, it just, for us, it clouds the mission. The yeah. yeah. And what I meant by that is just, there's so many things swirling around and you notice I didn't mention anything, Dr. Fleck, but I think, um, it just asks, you know, it makes it a lot more difficult, you know, and I agree with you. You see so much turmoil. I have tears in my eyes. You have so much turmoil from the parents, from the police officers, for other government officials and from the children, um, and, you know, it, I knew you were going to be on the show. And I remember, I purposely didn't do this. I remember uh, with the Pulse nightclub. I think it's one of the last times you were on the show. And I remember looking at the New York Times, looking at pictures of the people and all of a sudden breaking down and cry. And I, of course, I didn't know any of them. But I started to think about they were most of them were in their 20s. They were just kicking off their life. There were a few that were in their 30s. And you just, you know, you can imagine what they could have been, where they, where they were going in their careers. And I chose, at I will, but I chose not to look at the pictures of the children because it just, I, I just couldn't handle it. I just, that, I just couldn't, I just couldn't handle it. And, you know, I, and everybody everywhere is talking about this situation. Everybody is talking about this situation. Hey, Tim, and you know, children is one of the reason we have the dogs because many times children, you know, in order to process a crisis, you need to talk about it. And children have a hard time talking about it because they haven't faced this. That's where the dogs come in. I'll never forget Sandy Hook, a child who four days after the shooting for four days didn't talk to anyone. His, his parents, they took him to a psychologist, a counselor. He didn't talk to anyone, say a word, until he uh, met one of our cover dogs, happened to be Howie, the one I was handling at that time. And he laid down on Howie, just laid there. About four or five minutes later, he lifts up Howie's ear and tells Howie everything that took place in the classroom he was in when he lost some of his students. It took a dog. But 
Dogs are confidential. They show unconditional love. They're good listeners. And they wag their tails. <laughs> so appropriate. You know, I have a, another thought that comes to mind, too. You know, I practice in Miami as well as in the Sarasota Brainton area. And there's a lot of only Spanish-speaking people in the Miami area. You're going to a border town, essentially. And I'm sure that there's a lot of just maybe only Spanish-speaking people there. Has that made it more difficult for you to communicate and get the messages across and provide all these great things that you're doing? Some, but not much. Uh, first of all, our dogs understand Spanish as well as English, you know, so it doesn't matter if they're speaking <laughs> Spanish. Uh, uh, we do have we do have some handlers that are Spanish speaking and uh, we have dogs that have their own business cards and and many of them have business cards that are in Spanish also. So uh, it's really for what we're there to do. It, it doesn't hinder what we do because presence is, you know, when somebody talks to us and we listen, whether we understand the language they're talking into, <laughs> if we look them in the eye and show empathy and compassion, that's enough. That's universal. Other than the children, who else is being comforted by the dogs? The dog teams. And I'm also wondering, you're coming to the community. How does the community know where you're at, uh, your availability? How is the message sent out to them? Where do you go? To an auditorium? Where do you go? Wherever we're invited. We uh, also, as I mentioned, we do the hearts of mercy and compassion, and those are usually set up uh, in the, wherever they have a memorial site. Uh, but police will invite us in, first responders. Uh, they know we're in town because well, our dogs have Facebook pages and that get media covers. And once they find we're in town, they contact us and, and we arrange a visit uh, whenever it's best for them. And we'll go and listen. Uh, first responders, you know, it. we'll get more first responders this week. We had last week, but we'll get more this week. But in three to four weeks is where many of them really uh, need to decompress. And so that opens that up. Family members uh, or families that were affected uh, find us. We usually operate out of a church or a school that has invited us, but we're out in the community because that's where the people are. Have you, are you going to be going to any of the funerals, do you think? If we're invited. Hey, but Sad. before you leave, Tim, can you give us your website so maybe our listeners can learn more and more about you? Well, I want to thank you for getting word out and the ministry that you do in helping people. Our website is LutheranChurchCharities.org. And there you can uh, request a visit of a dog. You can, uh, we do virtual visits. You know, we started that during uh, COVID. And we do virtual visits 24 hours a day with our dogs. And uh, <laughs> so anybody can request that. 
and all that's free. So that's that's our website. Thank you so much. Thank, no, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, everyone, that was Tim Hartzner, president of the Lutheran Church Charities Canine Comfort Dogs, discussing this tragic situation in Uvalde, Texas. We need to support this organization. If you can send a donation for the wonderful work they do, please do so. Or send them a note and ask them how you can help, especially if you have a plane. That would be a great. There are a lot of people. Until we get legislation changed. There are a lot of people out there who will donate, uh, pilot their own planes to help folks like Tim do the good work that his organization is doing. We just want an amendment to the current law. Of course we do. Real simple. But in the meantime, we need to make sure we support their organization. So stay tuned. We're coming back with Global Pet News. Um, I'm going to pray for them. I hope you do too. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Humans aren't the only ones who tend to pack on a few extra pounds during the winter months. You know, our pets are susceptible to some unwanted weight gain as well. Being just 10% overweight reduces your pet's lifespan by one-third and predisposes him to a variety of ailments ranging from arthritis and diabetes to cancer and heart disease. The single most common cause of obesity in pets is well-meaning pet owners who, in the spirit of giving, indulge their pets too much with oversized portions and excessive treats. So if your pet needs to lose a few pounds, Slim Paws is the answer. Slim Paws is a safe, fat fighter blend of ingredients that you know, blueberries, vitamin B, and leucine that can help your pet lose 20% of his body weight in only 90 days. The program's simple. One Slim Paws heart-shaped chew twice a day. Losing weight will make him a happier, healthier dog as the warm weather approaches and you guys want to spend more time outside online at tevrapet.com that's t-e-v-r-a pet.com and we thank tevra brands for being a proud supporter of the pet buzz i'm petrondologist charlotte reed and i'm veterinarian dr michael fleck here at the pet buzz we are urban suburban and and country And now, Pet Buzz news from around the globe. It's that time of the year that reminds us not to leave our dogs in cars, especially in hot weather. According to local police in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, Tessia White left her dogs, a four-year-old golden doodle, Two approximately 12-week-old golden doodle puppies and a two-year-old boxer in a car with the windows up and the air conditioning on. 
She claims that she went back to check on them during the hour that she was having lunch. But when she returned to the car after a meal, the animals were in distress. It seemed that they accidentally turned the air conditioning off in the car and they were, and they were just trapped. They tried or she tried pouring water over them, but they seemed to be unconscious. Well, really, they were dead. Police claim that when they arrived on the scene, Ms. White was herself visibly distressed and cradling the dog, saying, I should not be allowed to own a dog. I cannot believe I let this happen. Well, I can. Uh, we all know year after year, this time of the year, it is never a good idea to leave a dog in a car when the temperatures are rising. It doesn't make a difference if you're in Florida. It doesn't make a difference if you're in South Dakota, Southern California, Texas, or Washington state. It is definitely a bad move. Police, uh, later released uh, body cameras footage of Miss White being arrested at the scene. She was charged after the four dogs died in the hot car. Not only is it a bad idea to leave the dogs in the hot car, she had to leave the car running if she was turning and the air conditioning was on. It's never a good idea to leave your car. I mean, we know the car had to be running because she had the air conditioning turned on. It's never a good idea to leave your car running when a dog is inside alone. Anything could happen. And we know that dogs have actually put cars in drive and run into Walmart, various supermarts. Um, and other things. So don't take your dog out for an errand. Take him home, drop him off at doggy daycare, but do not leave him in a hot car. You are listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. Let's end the show like we usually do with Tell Me Something Good. While Hinsuk Ku Cafe and Business Bay is unlike any other in the United Arab Emirates or the A or the UAE. There's a large neon green sign in the shape of a bone that reads Happy Bark Day, offering a little clue about what the clientele it serves. Ku's Cafe, which opened in December, is the one and only in Dubai that is strictly for pets. She makes treats and other nutritional meals for dogs and cats. While there is a complimentary self-service coffee machine, everything else inside the pastel colored space is for pets enjoyment. Described as a premium pet dessert shop, there are birthday cakes, donuts, and cupcakes. While they look good enough for a human to eat, they're only for dogs and cats. Ku, who is South Korea, says that her home country has many types of healthy dessert shops for pets, and that's where she got the idea from. Her cafe has a rotating menu of treats prepared daily with items such as puppuccinos and... um 
She makes them using slow broth of oxtail or chicken and pup cakes that she makes with, get this, beef or salmon combined with vegetable or even a tiered trade of treats for afternoon tea. Dogs sit on high benches, placing their paws on the ground, easily and eagerly waiting for their orders. Meals at the Happy Bark Day cost about $10, up to $20, with cakes especially made for dogs. And birthday cakes, they're about $55. But for most owners, this is a small price to pay for canine happiness. You know, this new business, I have to tell you, Dr. Fleck, really puts a smile on my face since in so many Arab countries, dogs are not appreciated. I was just thinking of They're that. abused, mm-hmm. they're tortured, and they're confiscated. Mm-hmm. So this type of business in UAE is really a mind blower for me. Yes, it's very much appreciated. And we definitely wish Huyun Sukku cafe the best of business and now i really want to go there (laughs) and see it bring my dog and see it i think that's a wonderful idea someday someday who knows i just think it's it's just so mind-blowing and i'm sure she's got an international uh attention because that just doesn't happen in arab countries you know yeah I mean, the only, you know, really, it's so funny because, I mean, uh, various dogs are pr- uh, are appreciated for their racing ability. But, I mean, if we think about some of the things that have we've talked about over the years, we've come to realize, like, you know, like confiscating dogs in Iran because people think it's too Western to have dogs and you're not allowed to walk your dogs on the street. Police officers um, that we've talked about that have thrown acid on dogs to burn them and maim them. You know, that's really very interesting what you just said about the horses versus the canine there. I really don't know. What, no, I was what talking the- about dog racing. They, they race dogs. Okay. But for the most part, people don't appreciate all of the things that dogs can do. Now, there are some dogs, if you remember in Afghanistan, we talked about this, that dogs were left behind at the airport. Um, They were used as police and monitoring dogs for the airport security. And there were dog handlers that were Afghani. But for the most part, we never really hear about um, Arab or Persians enjoying the companionship yeah, of dogs. Yeah, we don't hear life and leisure stories about pets with 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 the Arab nations. Right. And Maybe. if we do, it's people who have left and emigrated to the West who end up We do hear about, about felines, though, particularly in Egypt. No, we do. And, you know, we find that, you know, we've seen that um, people appreciate cats for their prowess as well as their rat-catching ability. Yeah. Did you hear the bell? Oh, no. Yes. It's over? It's over. It's too soon to wrap the show. But before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Next week, we're talking, we're starting our coverage of the second oldest sporting event in the United States, the Westminster Kennel Club. And we're also talking about dog napping. My article in Dogster Magazine is coming out. Very fine article. Just remind many people to 
get that article and read it. And to also get that microchip like that, uh, like that listener talked about. Right. When you answered his question. Dr. Fleck, would you be so kind as to thank our guest? Yes, special thanks to our guest, Tim Hertzner. Yeah, and of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical of uh, Bradenton, the Pet Vet Discount Clinics, and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. If you have a question, write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. We'll cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the link podcast on Monday morning. But remember, most importantly, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Welcome back to the Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch snuggling, ball chasing, face licking, and of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance so common with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Does your dog have digestive issues? Does your dog get stressed during travel? Vitality is committed to stopping the runs. Stop the Runs is a complex composition of natural extracts that help to regulate gut activity. Stop the Runs chewables feature Diadog technology, a natural blend of pectin, prebiotics, bentonite, and electrolytes. Diadog is the number one anti-diarrhea solution in Europe. It works fast to stop acute diarrhea. You and your dog will feel relief. And we all know there's nothing acute about diarrhea. All you need is veterinarian recommended Stop the Runs chewables. Just feed as a single chew to get your dog's stool back to normal. As a treat or crumbled on top of food, dogs love the taste. So stop the runs with Vitality's Stop the Run chewables, promoting firm stools across the globe. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz.